0: Discover the tips and strategies that will help you achieve your retirement goals. I'm your host, James Canole, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you retire well. It all starts right here on Ready for Retirement. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Ready for Retirement. I'm your host, James Canole. And we're going to be going through a listener question today that I think is very timely with everything happening in the world, everything happening with work and remote work and just the challenges of what work has been to a lot of people in the last 18 months or so. So this question stemmed from a listener question that I'm going to take a little bit different spin on. So here's a listener question that came in. says, Hey, James, I started listening to financial podcasts about 13 months ago, and I was lucky enough to find yours relatively early and binged all the episodes you had at the time. I appreciate the framework and the way you walk us through your process with each scenario. I've listened to each episode at least twice and find the scenarios particularly useful as they help to provide clarity. Additionally, I've been sharing your podcast with friends and family members to help out as well. And all three of my sons have Roth IRAs established and contribute to maximize their potential for tax-free compound interest. Thank you for your efforts to put this together. Thank you. Appreciate those kind words and I'm glad you're finding value in it. He goes on to say, I plan on using the resources you provide me to help determine if I can start another career instead of finishing my 30 years in current profession as a school administrator. I know I will have more specific questions, but for now, I'm just starting to figure it out. Keep those episodes coming. I look forward to a new one every Tuesday. Well, I really appreciate that. And it makes me very happy to hear that this has been so helpful. And I know this wasn't a question as much as just kind of sharing a little bit where you're at. But I think this is probably a sentiment that a lot of people are feeling right now. I know in my experience and talking with clients, a lot of people are feeling this. So I want to walk through a way of thinking through a potential career change before retirement. Now, before I go further, I do want to highlight a recent review just to say thank you for people that are leaving reviews. It really helps to get the word out about the podcast. And this review comes from, I don't know if I'm pronouncing the username right, but it's Shivy Dodd. S-H-I-V-Y-D-A-D. So however it's pronounced, thank you very much. And the review says, go ahead and listen to some other podcasts about retirement. You'll get a fairly good idea of how to craft a game plan. But if you want the masterclass, go back to the first episode of this podcast and just start listening. Be prepared to start taking notes. Each subject is dealt with great detail and clarity this could be the mother load of retirement information. That is a very kind review, and I really appreciate you leaving that. It was fun to read through that. So if you wanna leave a review and you're getting value from this, please go ahead to your iTunes account and leave a review on the podcast so more people can find it. All right, so back to the career change. And as we're talking about career change, it's specifically how do you prepare for a career change that won't pay as much? If you're going to change careers because you enjoy it more and it pays a whole lot more, well, there's really nothing to plan for. It's just congratulations and congratulations, more money and more enjoyment. That's easy. Where a lot of people are is they're in jobs that probably pay a good amount, at least enough to cover the bills and to put away for retirement and to do some of these things, but they're burned out, they're stressed, they don't like it. And they're just counting down the days until retirement, but in the back of their head, there's something on them telling them maybe it's time for a career change. The problem is the fear involved with that is you don't want to make a career change if it could sacrifice your ability to get to retirement or you're not sure what the numbers will look like or it's just a big change. So anytime there is a career change, there's a lot that goes into it, a ton that goes into it, how to choose that career, understand the role itself, how to understand what job position would fit best, understand the benefits and pay and all of that stuff. Today, I'm going to specifically be talking about the financial side of it, particularly how this will impact your retirement, because there's one thing that I want people to take away from this, and it's just to see retirement maybe in a different way when it comes to work. So as much detail as there is around this topic. I'm going to start by focusing on what I think is the most important factor when it comes to retirement savings so that we can focus on that. And then if you have questions or things come up from this, let me know and maybe we can do another episode to to go through this. But here's where I want to start. Income at retirement is really going to be a function of two big things. So obviously there's a lot of variables, but if I could simplify it, I would say it's going to be a function of how much more you save and it's going to be a function of how much longer you work and that sounds very basic, but I want to show you why it matters. I will often tell clients that longevity of work is far more important than how much you are paid for your work. And let's look at an example to find out or to see why this is the case. Let's assume that you're 60 years old and you have a million dollars in your portfolio and you've got a pretty high paying job, but you don't like your job. You hate it and you can only last a maximum of three more years. And at that point, it's just going to be taking too much of a toll. You'll be over it. You'll be too tired. But you have another three years in you before that point. And let's assume that because this job is paying well, you're maybe able to put away, say, $50,000 per year for retirement. Well, over the next three years, let's assume that the investments you're in grow at 7% per year. Well, that million dollars that you have today at age 60 that will turn into $1.385 million in three years by the time that you retire at age 63. So that's scenario one. Retire at 63 from a high paying, but high stress job. And you have just under $1.4 million in your portfolio. Now let's look at another scenario. In this other scenario, it's also you. You're still 60 with a million bucks in your portfolio, but you've decided to take a career change. And it's a career change that will not pay as much but it'll bring a whole lot more enjoyment. And in fact, it won't be draining your energy. It will be something that's life-giving and gives you energy and something you really enjoy doing. So because of that, instead of having to work until 63 or retire at 63, you're now willing to go to 66 because you would love the job that much more. The catch is you won't be able to put anything away for retirement. It's enough income to make ends meet and to pay the bills, but you won't be able to save to your 401k or Roth IRA or any other retirement account. Well, Let's look at that. You have a million dollars. We're still going to assume that social or your investments are growing by 7% per year. If you don't save to them, that million dollars will still grow to about $1.5 million by the time that you retire at 66. So you didn't save anything, but you worked longer. And because you worked longer, again, income at retirement is a function of two things, how much more you save and how much longer you work that portfolio has grown into $1.5 million. So let's compare now the two different versions of this individual. Version one of this person retires at 63 with $1,385,000 in their portfolio. Version two of this person retires at age 66 with $1.5 million in their portfolio. Who would you rather be in that scenario? Not to mention that version two had a whole lot more job satisfaction and also not to mention that just by delaying or by working those three extra years, their social security benefit is also going to be 20 to 25% higher because they've delayed collecting. Now, I don't know if version one would have collected right away or waited, but had they waited, it would have meant that they would have had to have taken money from their portfolio to fill in the gap between the time they retired and the time that social security kicked in. So why is this? Why is this the case that you can actually do better by working longer as opposed to saving more? Well, at the beginning of your career, the most important thing you can do is save a whole bunch. If you invest your first $10,000 and the market grows by 10% that year, well, you've only made $1,000. Your $10,000 has grown to $11,000. It's not all that exciting. But fast forward to the end of your career. If you have a million dollars now and the market grows by 10%, that's $100,000 of growth. And let's assume that you're still saving that $10,000 each year, like you were at the very beginning of your career. The growth on your money is 10 times as much as the contributions that you're making of new money. So by the end of your career, assuming you've been saving enough along the way, and this is the key here, but assuming you've been saving enough along the way, oftentimes it's the compounding nature of investments that's doing most of the heavy lifting for you. Now, can we guarantee 7% per year growth or 6% per year growth or any growth? No, absolutely not. But if you get an average growth rate of anything, A lot of times that growth on your money is going to be a whole lot more significant than new contributions that you're putting in. So taking a job or career changes, I've seen this all the time with clients where maybe it doesn't allow you to save, but it actually allows your money to keep growing far more than it would have had you taken that or kept that high stress job that forced you to retire earlier versus taking a job that paid the bills and you had fun at and really enjoyed doing along the way, giving time for your portfolio to keep growing. Now, another consideration here that might be unique to this question. And again, in this question, I have no financial details about income or assets or retirement goals or expenses or anything like that. But he mentioned he's a school administrator. Now, if he's a school administrator, I don't know for certain, but there's a good chance there might be a pension involved. This is an extra element that you want to consider when making a career change. Let's assume that you're making a hundred thousand dollars in a job In that job when you do retire, we'll create a pension of $60,000 per year. Well, you know that that's a reduction of 40%. And so you want to keep working because you know, when you stop working, you still have income coming in, but there's a 40% reduction. Well, what if you retire, start collecting that pension, and then you go earn another $60,000 in another job? Well, that 60,000 from that new job is a 40% pay cut also from what you were making in your first job but it's giving you a 20% overall raise when you factor in the pension, because now you're receiving $60,000 from the pension and you're receiving $60,000 from the new job. So even though it's a lesser paying job, your income as a whole has gone up. I've actually seen a lot of people working a job where they could just as soon retire and receive or start collecting a pension that would literally pay them 90% of their wages. Oftentimes this is if you're working, say, as a police officer or in a fire department or an educator or in some position like that. And every job has their different or every district has their different formula for how the pension is created or calculated. But I've seen many people where they could retire and just start collecting pension that would pay them 90% of their wages. In this scenario, not always, but sometimes they are literally losing money by continuing to work. If instead they were to leave, collect their pension and go find any job. And as long as that new job were to pay 10% of what the old job paid, then they're breaking even. And if it pays 10% or more, more than 10%, then they're actually coming out ahead because they would have collected 90% of their current or their former job plus 10% or more of their new job. So when there's a pension involved, oftentimes this changes the considerations even more until it's more towards collecting that and going to do a new position or a new job because you're getting to double dip. You have a few years where you have both a pension and a salary. And in those years, you can make some really significant progress in terms of savings or whatever else it is you want to be doing with your income during that time. All right. So with all that being said, what are the key considerations when you're going to make a career change before retirement? Well, number one, you have to look at the short-term considerations. You do need to see what will your take-home pay be. If you're going to take a job with less income, once you take out taxes or deductions, what will your take-home pay be? Will you still be able to pay your mortgage, pay your bills, fund travel, fund other goals? You have to make sure that's still in place. But then number two, and what we're more focused on today, is look at the retirement considerations. How would that change impact your income in retirement? And there's a few things that you want to look at as you're doing this. Number one, you have to start by having some idea of what expenses will be in retirement. Look at episode 60 if you want more help there. of How should you think about budgeting or how can you get a good idea of what expenses will be in retirement? But that's a big one. I've seen a lot of people, they are in a position where they have a pension and let's assume that their living expenses are $60,000 in retirement. They've done their retirement budget. They know that's what it's going to cost to fund their retirement. And they're earning $100,000 today. But if they were to step away, they would only be able to collect a pension. And that pension is only 60% of what they would be collecting if they continued to work in full time. Well, I look at that and very quickly say, you don't need your full income to meet your retirement expenses. In fact, if you took your pension today of 60000 per year, as opposed to your salary of 100000 per year, you can already fund your retirement. So of course you can go start a second career because anything you keep saving from that or anything you put away from that, that's just bonus on top of a foundation you already have with your pension that will fund all of your living expenses in retirement. But regardless of whether you have a pension or not, the first step is to have an idea of what your expenses will be in retirement. Number two, now you need to compare what your income in retirement will look like. And that's going to be two different things. Number one, how will a career change impact your social security? So the longer you work, the more guaranteed increase you're going to have in your social security. So to use the example before, if you're in a miserable, high paying job now, but it's going to force you to retire early and you are going to start collecting social security early. Well, if you get into a job that's not so high paying, but gives you more longevity in terms of how long your career can last. Well, that is guaranteed to increase the amount of social security income you're going to have. So compare the two scenarios. What social security income would I have if I were to stay in this current job? If you're considering a career change, pays more, but I can't do quite as long versus how much social security income would I have if I were to take a new job that gives me more longevity in my career? Now, with this, you could easily say, well, James, I would collect social security at age 70 in both scenarios because now that's when my benefit maxes. Well, Sure. But even if you're going to collect Social Security at age 70, both scenarios, where is income going to come from if you don't do that career change, if you stay with your job that forces you to retire early today, if that's going to force you to start pulling income from your portfolio sooner, then that's something that you're going to have to factor into the comparison as well. So the real question then is how much of your savings slash portfolio would have to be burned up while delaying Social Security and after you retired from that job where you stepped away sooner as opposed to the job that you transitioned into and could continue working a little bit longer. And then the next thing is how will the career change impact your portfolio income? Again, portfolio income driven by how much you save to it, plus how long you work. Now, I know a lot of you are probably screaming, well, it also depends upon how you're invested. Well, of course, but I'm assuming the rate of return that you're going to get in either scenario is the same. So I'm going to extract that variable for a second because the variables that really matter if you're considering a career change is your savings amount probably changes, but so too probably does the number of years that you can continue to work. So how will those two things change the amount of portfolio income you can expect at retirement? And then the final key consideration in all of this is recognize that retirement income isn't the only thing that matters. I'm of course talking about this from the financial side and making sure that you do want to make sure there's a good base there that you have income for when you do ultimately retire whether it's from current job or job you transition into but not being trapped into a miserable job or in a miserable job also matters so i know i'm talking about the financial side but we also have to balance out with the personal side so we need to make sure that whatever option you take you do have a plan in place to create income for yourself when you retire but we also know that's not the only consideration. And once there's a plan in place to create retirement income, then it also becomes a factor of what's going to give you the most amount of enjoyment and what's going to give you or what's going to be the thing that you want to see yourself doing until you retire. All right, so the takeaways from today, if I'm just going to summarize them, is sometimes a lower paying career change that prolongs your working years is far better for your retirement than a higher paying job that you leave earlier. Now, this is true Only if you've already done a good job of saving, or typically only if you've already done a good job of saving. There's some other scenarios where that's not necessarily the case, but in most cases, that's going to be true. The reason for that is once you've already done a good job of saving, and good job is going to be a very relative thing, and it's going to depend upon the income you want in retirement and the amount of assets you have to support that. But if you've done a good job of saving, you are going to be in a better position to make that career change, to not have to save quite as much because your investments in your portfolio will be doing the work for you. If you haven't done any savings or haven't done sufficient savings, then this probably wouldn't be the case. Yes, a lower paying job allows you to work longer, but if there's really not a large enough starting base for your portfolio at that point, there's just not enough compounding that could get that portfolio to where it needs to be. You probably need the added help of savings to it. All right. So that is it for today. I know this is a very high level look at career changes, but I thought this was an important episode because I'm just seeing so many people who are doing it or at least very strongly considering it, but they feel like it would be bad for their financial plan or be bad for their retirement. So if you're listening to this and say, yes, this is exactly speaking to who I am or where I am in my current situation, and there's other considerations or other financial questions you have, feel free to reach out and submit those questions to the podcast website because if you're thinking it, I promise you a lot of other people are as well. So you can always go to readyforretirement.co and on that page or on that website, there's a tab where you can submit your questions. we will answer on a future episode. So thank you as always for listening. For more resources, be sure to check us out on YouTube at Root Financial Partners, and I'll see you all next time. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Ready for Retirement podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe and let me know by leaving a five-star review. And as always, for a list of the notes and the resources mentioned in today's episode, you can find those at the Ready for Retirement website, which is readyforretirement.co. That's readyforretirement.co. And if you have a question that you would like for me to answer in a future episode, then you can also go to the Ready for Retirement website, readyforretirement.co. There's a page called Submit Your Question, where you can submit a question for me to answer in a future episode. Thanks as always for listening, and I'll see you next time. Hey everyone, it's me again for the disclaimer please be smart about this. Before doing anything, please be sure to consult with your tax planner or financial planner. Nothing in this podcast should be construed as investment, tax, legal, or other financial advice. It is for informational purposes only.